Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned into Kiss and Tell Radio. I got my ass out to vote. Yeah, it wasn't the election to sit home and learn. Got my ass out to vote. I got my ass out and vote. I got my ass out to vote. I got my ass out to vote. Got my ass out to vote. I got okay, white girl. I gotta go. I got my ass out to vote. Okay, white girls. Okay, white girls. Welcome to another episode of Cat Radio, everyone. We made it past the polls. I know. We're going to talk about that a little later, though. Mm -hmm. But I am sad. I don't know. If Jennifer Lewis releases a song about some shit on a weekly basis, she might damn well be our show intro. intro forever. For, literally forever. Forever, like Cardi B. <laughs> How are you doing? I am, you know, I'm I'm really good. Okay. By the way, you all noticed that we don't have a guest this week. It's just Char and Jace, which is fine. It's still going to be a good show. It's old school. We have lots to talk about. Right, mm-hmm. it's old school. Child. So, um, I'm officially a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Like Ariana. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I sat back and I thought about it was just three to four years ago that I ripped Ariana a new asshole for licking donuts. Yeah. And now I With can't Ricky. get enough of thank you, next. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. Listen, if there's any way to go about a breakup, thank you, next is the way to go. It's just so damn catchy. I, it actually dropped when I was in Fullerton, where I went to college out in Orange County, and I was—I just felt like a sense of relief. I don't know because I was there, and that's where I spent most of my like raging years, where I was just so carefree. Mm-hmm. But just being in the space of like North Orange County, then that song came out, and I was like, "This is the best." I, I thought it was going to be shady, but it wasn't, especially no. considering you know the. I don't want to say the origin, but if you recall, Pete Davidson for his SNL promo made a joke about them not being. Um, like for the promo, he had someone ask him or he asked this girl to marry him and she said no. And he was like, oh, for three. And then Ariana sent out a shady tweet that said something like for someone who does, who claims to not like publicity or relevancy, you sure are clinging to it. Well, and then she followed that up with thank you next. And then 30 minutes before SNL on Saturday mm -hmm. night, the song dropped dropped the hit and it's a hit it's a and i don't want to be clear that i started liking ponytail um this summer i mean i liked dangerous woman that's when i paid attention but something about that damn sweetener and god is a woman and Mm -hmm. no tears left to cry or whatever she's definitely developed because i remember i was living in new york and i remember a bunch of straight black guys were promoting her and Ooh. i was like who is this young hispanic girl that these guys are like all she's about she's italian though or italian excuse me but i thought she was uh, right hispanic. grande i mean you, that's what you think especially in socal it's actually gra- grandy grandy right and like and like <laughs> tigan um but yeah i wanted to know who she was and she's been dope and she's definitely developed but the first album honeymoon honeymoon avenue i would know <gasps> It's so good and relevant. They told did I already mention that they said the black ones are named Mocha Grandes? No. That's what Twitter <laughs> has named the new stands have named the black Ariana fans are Mocha Grandes, but I'd like a ponytail. Yeah. I'm I a mean, ponytail. They, she also got uh, she'll be honored with Billboard's Woman of the Year. 
England. So she's coming off the heels of a crazy whirlwind year. Yeah, between Mac and um, the engagement and breakup. Yes. This is a lot. The album going the album, one, right. sickening and the album, And the um, single. Yeah, she was just on Ellen and they redid the first Wives Club, mm-hmm. you know, with and Diane Keaton and Bette Midler. Mm-hmm. It's from the movie, though. Um, and also, yeah, so this weekend I was just hanging out. I checked out a really good docu-series. I think it's fully wrapped, but I went on On Demand and checked it out. It's called America To Me. It's on the Stars Network, and it okay. focuses on a high school. It's like a high school docu-series, and it's like the racial tensions. And this high school is on the South. It's in Oak Park. I want to say that's Southwest. Don't demonize me, Chicago, but it's like Southwest Burbs, I want to say. Um, and it focuses on the racial tensions and disparages and, and, and things going on within the high school. Right. Um, and it's like 10 episodes, I want to say. It's really good. I cried this morning on one of the episodes. It was episode Ooh. two. Um, you guys got to check it out. It's called America to Me. It's probably on your on demand. And you on probably stars. Put, it's the Stars Network. With a yes. Z, like yes. Brandy's fans. It's the one that you Negroes watch Power on. They know stars. Mm-hmm. Omari. Oh, yes. But that, that's what was going on with me for the most part. Aside from yeah. really needing last weekend. I got my life and the, the reset from Daylight Savings. It was oh, crazy. yeah. No, it was good. And we had, we had a Halloween and that was great. And But I actually was invited to the screening of the Sandra Bland documentary that's coming out. Ooh. And... Kudos to you. You know what? I'm yeah, and you texted me while I was in the movie theater, and I was just like, "I'm not okay." Yeah, nine one one. Did you watch I it? I did that same night. Ah! Yeah, it was it was really sad. Um, but Sandra Bland, um, and I was actually grateful because we stayed for the Q and A after where they had her sister wow. as well as the attorney who was involved in um, the case as well as the filmmakers, and another person who was kind of like a moderate, or Jarrett Hill was there, um, you know Jarrett. Yeah, vice um, president of NABJ, mm-hmm. the LA chapter. Um, as, and it was actually really good, it was actually really touching, and I, I admire their bravery with being so transparent with telling the story and using it as a way to just bring information and awareness, but it's, it was, it's tough. I was messed up for a good 24 hours. Really? Yeah. Like, and see, that's why I don't, I just don't have the capacity to ingest. I was just talking to a lot of people about this at work, a lot of the black folk, about just, you know, the day to day life of it all, of just living. And then every day there's a new headline. There were just even other terror attacks, the yoga studio, after we recorded (laughs) last week's episode. And then some white guy threatened to shoot up a polling place on on, on Tuesday when in Pennsylvania or something. Like, it's just so much, just the day to day of existence. Existing mm-hmm. can be just a lot. So I still have not seen the the hate that you give, the hate you give, or whatever. Yeah, the new. There's the, just certain images that I'm sick of ingesting. Like, it's, is that movie out now? Yeah, it's, it's been out. Okay, it's been out. There's just certain things that I just I can't do yeah. I, at this point in time. I may revisit just like I didn't watch Regina King's um, Seven Seconds on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I did not watch that. I'm just that to me that all of that stuff is like trauma porn. Yeah. No, I was. I, it was. I definitely cried, and the fact that it's still just unresolved of is course. just like because you know you think like okay we're doing a documentary so there's gonna be some type of like resolution at the end like there's absolutely nothing like there's no fingerprints on the bat like just like it's like dumb moments the entire hour and forty five minutes of this documentary and so it was just it was just hard to just really just move on as a black individual in America and just to get up and leave and go about your business yeah because that's real. Child, I uh, 
I want to start a new hashtag I was telling Ooh, you about. It's, okay. It's hashtag life is a gag. Because it is. And what I want you all to do, I was inspired from this when we had uh, Never Ending Nina Notes on. Mm -hmm. And we talked something with Red Table Talk and I was emphasizing how much life is a gag. And then earlier this week, Steve Wilkos was a guest on the Wendy Williams show and he shared the crazy story of how he met his wife. Mm -hmm. I'll link, I will link that. Slash boss. Right. (laughs) Slash boss. I will link that uh, in the thread when we do the Twitter thread. Or you guys can look it up. It's on YouTube. Steve Wilkos, Wendy. And so I retweeted that and did life is a gag. And so I want to kind of run with this. So the hashtag is for when you come across or I come across anything crazy, like in the relationship realm. So like how Will was supposed to meet Jada but met Cherie instead, mm-hmm. like and married her. Right, life is a gag. <laughs> Steve basically was invited to this woman's. Steve Wilkos was invited to this woman's wedding, and then there, there was some sort of photo shoot, and he professed his love to her while she was engaged. She left her fiance and ended up marrying Steve. That's it in a condensed version. Right, but ended up marrying Steve. Life is a gag. So when you all see crazy stories pertaining to relationships on the local level or on the macro level, like with celebrities, be sure to either tweet me or just uh, tweet the hashtag life is a gag and then we'll address some of them on the show. I agree. I might get, get I may need to get merchandise. <laughs> you should. You better copyright that shit. Right. Let me, let me hurry up because you know how these girls get. Right. So just to get this over with, uh... Political highlights. Mm. I was, I, I was, of course, a little disappointed in Florida and Georgia and Texas, well, but uh, I was not surprised at all. Um, what I am excited about is the Democrats have the House. The Dems are in control of the House. They needed, we needed uh, to gain twenty-four seats to flip control of the House, and House Democrats will wield the Speaker's gavel once again, and with it the power to investigate the Trump administration. They will also have more leverage on policy than they did in the minority. For the first time in years, Democrats will have an opportunity to show the country their policy vision for the future. Ahead of 2020, the party's left-leaning base badly wants leaders to chart a path that's unbashedly progressive, including Medicare for all, a $15 minimum wage, and a grill uh, excuse me, a green... A grill. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading too fast. And a green jobs bill. But with such a slim majority, Democrats will have no choice but to work with Republicans to pass at least some of the bills through the chamber. So that's the uptick of this. Yeah. You know, with... with uh, Checks and balances, baby. With everything that's happened. So, we want to shout out Malcolm Kenyatta. He made history by becoming the first openly gay person of color to join the Pennsylvania State House. Kenyatta is a 28-year-old Temple University graduate. He takes over the takes over a district held for decades by Representative W. Curtis Thomas, who did not seek re-election. The majority black district includes large portions of North Philly and Northern Liberties. Ooh, Temple child. University. <laughs> Temple University also falls within the district, injecting young voters into its into his constituency. So that's for you, sir. Also, Deb Haaland, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, a member of the Pueblo of Laguna and the former chair of the New Mexico State Democratic Party won New Mexico's blue-leaning first congressional district. 
on Tuesday night. She joins Kansas Democrat Sharice Davids. They are the That's first Charisse. two Native American women going to Congress. The two women will join the ranks of just two more Native American Congress members, Republican reps Mark Wayne Mullen and Tom Cole, both of Oklahoma. Hey, Oklahoma. Sharice Davids is a Democrat from Kansas, um, and she made history, like I just mentioned, but also she's the first openly LGBTQ, that's how they framed mm-hmm. it, Kansan elected to Congress. And she's also an MMA fighter slash lawyer. Is she really? Yes. <laughs> Whoop, child, the slashes mm-hmm. jumped out. I would say, okay, credentials. You know how we talk about how you got to have slashes in your name today. So she's an MMA fighter, mm-hmm. a congresswoman, mm-hmm. an attorney. An attorney. <sighs> Democrat Alexandria... How do I pronounce her last Alexio name? Alexio Cortez. Thank you. Won her Ask, race. Ask, wait. Yeah, I messed that up too. Run her race uh, for a U.S. House seat in New York's fourth, 14th district on Tuesday, mm-hmm. becoming the youngest woman ever elected into Congress. And she was also a bartender before, like a month before her um, primary. You know, the Pope was too. Really? No, he the was Pope? Like, the, yes, the Pope was like a bouncer at a club in Brazil or something like that. What? Oh, yes. That's why he's so... well. That's why people believe he's so progressive. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyhow, the 29-year-old political newcomer made headlines nationwide in June when she unexpectedly defeated 10-term Representative Joe Crowley in the Democratic primary. Next. Congrats, girl. <laughs> Next, we have Jared Polis. He's won mm-hmm. the uh, Colorado governor's race, becoming the first openly gay person to be elected governor in America. Hey, sis. Polis, a Democrat who has served in the House of Representatives since 2009, did not attempt to, to hide his sexual orientation on the campaign trail and sometimes used it to emphasize the contrast between himself and Donald Trump's administration. Ooh, child. Ring that bell for me, Jace. That was me, y'all. We have uh, Lou Leon Guerrero. She was elected the first female governor of the U.S. territory of Guam on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. The Democratic ticket of Leon Guerrero and Josh... I'm horrible with these names. (laughs) Tenorio, as lieutenant governor, reportedly defeated the Republican ticket by nearly 9,000 votes. Work. A Muslim woman was elected to Congress for the first time. Mm-hmm. Michigan Democrat Rashida Tlaib. I had the, literally I YouTubed her name earlier, so I <laughs> messed it up. And we've been sipping and eating, and now I'm messing mm, it up. Collins too. Anyway, Rashida, who's 42, won her election after running unopposed by republic by a Republican, and 36 year old Ilhan Omar of Minnesota mm-hmm. won won her race later in the evening. The Midwestern Democrats previously served as state lawmakers. In addition to the quote-unquote first, she is expected to share with Talib. Oh, Omar will also be the first headscarf-wearing member of Congress, as well as the first Somali-American U.S. legislator and the first woman of color to represent Minnesota in Congress. Their election would be a milestone in any year but especially symbolic as a rebuke to Donald Trump's fear-mongering mm-hmm. about Islam and immigrants. Democrat Ayanna Presley has completed her quest to become Massachusetts' first black woman elected to Congress. Hey! Presley 
sailed through Tuesday's general election unopposed two months after she unseated 10-term U.S. rep Michael Capuano. I don't know. Yeah. In a national political stunner in the primary. How many more of these have we got? Listen, I'm telling you guys, so much history was made. We got yeah, so many firsts. Absolutely. They're dubbing this the year of the woman. I'm excited to see what the future holds, especially with the Democrats uh, having the house. Mm-hmm. And it's great because a lot of times it takes fuckery in the White House to people to uh, get out and vote. To get out and because vote. Because people were not playing around with this Republican rhetoric. Well, it's fear-mongering and hate-mongering. Mm-hmm. I got two really quick ones to do before we move on. So this on. one is a hashtag life is a gag. <laughs> the Kentucky official who sparked national uproar for her refusal to issue same to issue marriage licenses to same-sex couples has lost her bid for re-election in Ro- as the Rowan County clerk. Kim Davis, mm-hmm. a Republican, was defeated by Democratic challenger Elwood Caudill, 54% to 46% to serve a four-year term. This is according to the Associated Press. The gag is allegedly, because I've been seeing this on I mean, Twitter. It was proved wrong. That, so that's not true? Yeah, that's not true. I was going to say, that's why I put allegedly, because <laughs> right. Twitter said that, that she turned this man down for a marriage license and he happened yeah. to be gay. I researched it. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured I would have seen it mm-hmm. everywhere, right. but I only saw it on Twitter. See, mm-hmm. that's why responsible, Black Twitter, right. <laughs> responsible reporting. <laughs> Shout out to responsible reporting. And last but not least, I'm excited about Gavin Newsom. He's California's new governor. I like that name. Gavin. Gavin Newsom. It made me, at first I thought I was thinking Gavin Grimm. You know, bathroom bill. Um, oh. Laverne mm-hmm. Cox mm-hmm. was champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's an outspoken champion of LGBTQ rights, strict gun control, and legalization of marijuana. Newsom campaigned with an ambitious and expensive agenda, including proposals for a state-sponsored health care system, universal preschool, and increased funding for higher education. Newsom, who is 51, also promises to heighten California's role as a foil to the Trump administration and Republicans in Congress, vowing to fight the president's crackdown on immigration and dismantling of the nation's environmental protections. It was a lot, but a lot of good. Yeah, I think I got them all. If I missed someone, I truly apologize. I mean, (laughs) look, there are just a lot of things that happened. History was made, as you said. And the table was shook. Right. The girls gagged. Did you get uh, Ayanna Pres- Presley? Yeah. Okay. Because at first I thought she was Monique Presley. Shout out mm. to Co- the Cosby attorney. <laughs> um, so yeah, are you ready to move into the official bulletin board? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so I came across this story. At first I saw a tweet about it and then I ended up seeing the story and I yelled. <laughs> So there's apparently a black woman, y'all, who was scamming Trump supporters. (laughs) So the backstory is this girl took a semester off. She goes to Howard. I don't know what courses they're teaching with the scams. (laughs) But uh, so she goes to Howard. She took a semester off and she ended up going for homecoming. Mm -hmm. I don't know how she came across this MAGA hat, but she got a MAGA hat and she said her intention was to troll, like, to argue with people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like, she posted a tweet and wanted to argue with niggas on Twitter. Right. But instead, to her surprise, she started getting support from Republicans. Mm-hmm. So, she tweeted, I will not hide any longer. The left has made us feel as if 
us black Republicans should hide, but not anymore. <laughs> Hashtag blacks for Trump. Hashtag walk away. Hashtag MAGA. She attached a photo of herself in a red bucket hat <laughs> with Make America Great slogan on it. The tweet went viral and she got a momentary blast of internet fame. But then things went awry. Her name is Karan, by the way. Like the Karan. Oh. Yeah. Amen. Karan's parents disowned her. <gasps> Kicked her out the house. Where am I? Kicked her out the house and refused to pay her college tuition. <laughs> to make ends meet, Karan set up a GoFundMe asking for financial support from her newfound Republican fan base. The tweet said, If you can find it in your hearts to help this young black Republican pay for school, it would be appreciated. And she put the American flag emoji. <laughs> <laughs> According to uh, to subsequent tweets, she ordered a new iPhone XS Max. Okay. She had apparently raised enough money for, quote, my tuition, rent, and 17 iPhones. <laughs> but then the tables turned. Less than three hours after claiming to have been disowned by her family, Karan revealed that the text messages, because she posted, like, texts, like, screen. Oh, okay. But they were made up. Because her parents never disowned her right. and all that. Right. So, uh, the text messages and the MAGA hat were a ruse to scam desperate, insecure Republicans. The applause started rolling in. Everyone loves a good scam, and she seemed to be scamming the right people. Screenshots of her tweet went viral on Twitter, as well as other users aggregated the narrative. So, other people were copying off of her. Mm-hmm. Um, she said a friend texted her a link to a Tumblr photo set that gathered more than 126,000 notes over the weekend. A rumor circulated that she'd raised more than $150,000. Come on, sis. Get your coin. The person who writes this says, unfortunately, I have to be a buzzkill and report that the rumors of Quran's take are highly exaggerated. Over the phone on Saturday, Karan admitted that she didn't raise much of anything and that she'd refunded what she had received because, you know, GoFundMe, that's illegal. Oh, yeah. If you do, like, a false claim. Yeah. Um, But her quote, I love her quote. She said, that's between me and the IRS when they asked how much she had received. (laughs) Right. So, shout out to Karan. I like Karan. Karan, She sounds funny. She she sounds funny. Like. But how bored do you have to be? But it's. Funny, it's funny that she put this spin on it, mm-hmm. but I do want to know how much she made. She gave it all back. I do too. In the end, I would have loved to have seen the scammer run off, right? In this particular situation, but I, I do like that she said, "Fuck the money." I'm going to tell this funny story, right? Because I don't know what I would kept the money and just kept my Listen, the way GoFundMe would have no, because you know what? What's done in the dark always comes to light. Facts. And people would have figured, especially with her taking this semester off. Yeah. People would have figured, you know. Yeah. Mm, and then with her being a black, outspoken Republican, mm-hmm. quote unquote, people would have also been contacting her for media right. like, inquiries. Hey, can we your you parents, on Fox? They would have tried to make her a poster child. Yeah. You're black, your parents disowned mm-hmm. you. So it's best. Howard University, are you kidding me? It's best that she just told the truth, yeah. in my personal opinion. I agree. Because it's a, it's a fun story. It is a fun story. This could have gotten out of hand, mm-hmm. so. So, have you heard about Demi? She's Demi. out. Demi, oh yes, Demi Lovato. I saw pictures of She's her. She's out. out. Yes. So, Demi Lovato um, spent her time living in a halfway house, and the home in Los Angeles following her departure from rehab. US, U.S. Weekly can confirm. So, Lovato entered rehab in August after she was hospitalized a month earlier following a drug oh, overdose. Um, so, 
I heard it was opioids today. Really? It wasn't the cocaine? I, the, I heard the it her- was... I mean, it was heroin. That heroin, was a, a, right. initially reported. But I heard today on the talk that they said it was opioids. So I don't know who's right. Mm. But when the story came out, it was heroin. You know, they'd be... Re- once your PR team Or gets, meth, excuse me. No, it was not meth. It was heroin. It was heroin? I believe... I can't Drug remember. Drug overdose. And it was bad. It was a bad... Right. Drug. So it was either meth or heroin. It was some hard. Yeah. Um, so although a source told U.S. Weekly in October that the Disney alum planned to stay in treatment uh, through the end of the t- 2018, she was spotted outside at a restaurant in Beverly Hills with Chloe designer, Chloe the designer Henry Lee... Levi. Oh, like the Levi? I don't know. Henry Levi, I guess. Um, on Saturday, November 3rd, when they earlier she stopped by Universal Studios Hollywood, and all I've told U.S. that Lovato, quote-unquote, looked great and, quote-unquote, was smiling and greeting passerbys. She looked good. I saw she posted a picture. She returned to social media, mm-hmm. and she ended yeah. up posting a picture voted, of her right? at the polls and mm-hmm. stuff. She looked damn good. Sorry, so. I'm sorry. Okay. Was she saying that? What's the VMAs? She sang it a few times. But GMA there was one time where she sang remote from the award show. And she it was like church. You know what? That video is so SoCal to me. The video for mm-hmm. Sorry. It just screams so... It screams the valley to mm-hmm. me. But you know I, what song I like? The, uh, the lesbian song that she has? Oh, when she be inviting people on the stage like Kalani and them to pat her pussy. What? You don't remember Kalani or one of those girls... <laughs> One of those sexually fluid girls got on stage with her and kissed her and uh, was patting her, her coochie with the lesbian yeah. song. It went viral. I'll think of it in like two seconds. I never saw that, but this is a good song. Did you hear about Anna Navarro joining The View full-time? Well, not full-time. She'll be on Fridays. Yeah, I did see a tweet From about here on that. Out. Republican, Which, Hispanic, Anna Navarro. And she gets the girls together. Megan can't take her. I believe so, uh, and Abby is just going to take a back seat. So this will be every Friday. In case you guys don't watch The View, you know I watch it every morning. On Fridays, Whoopi don't work. Whoopi be at home. <laughs> so Joy takes the moderator seat. And so uh, uh, Anna is going to take Joy's seat in the middle. So it'll be mm-hmm. two Democrats and three Republicans on Fridays, which will prove to be an interesting show. Ooh, Speaking wait. Of- three Republicans. Because it's Abby Huntsman, formerly uh-huh. of Fox News, right. Megan McCain, uh-huh. and now Anna Navarro. Yeah, and then right. it's only going to be Sunny and Joy for the Democrats. Yeah, but, but Anna's still like anti-Trump and right. She's an anti-Trump Republican. Republican right. That it, that should be noted. Right. Because Megan's not anti-Trump, right. and Abby's not anti-Trump. Mm-hmm. Ab- Abby tries to be moderate, but she she's not. Yeah. I see right through her. Anna goes off. And Anna gets the girls. She mm-hmm. told Megan last Friday that we need more brown and black people in this country because Megan was complaining that she can't dance or something like that. What? And and and, <laughs> and Anna was like, "See if we if we have right. more black and brown people, maybe you, I got no rhythm. Maybe you what? have some rhythm." Um, speaking of Republicans, did you hear about Jeff Sessions stepping down? I did. Now, when this news first hit the internet, I was like, "Yes, she's mm-hmm. out." But it's got a little side eye because I, I saw, I didn't read his full statement, but I saw yeah. just the first couple sentences and this was, it's like, per your request, I'm yeah. resigning. So Not Trump like the first sentence by itself. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's, it's kind of fishy because, you know, they're tied up with all that Mueller investigation and stuff. And we all know that 45 does not do commonsensical things. So it just makes me... <laughs> I'm waiting for on the other shoe to drop, basically. Right. Because I know that there's more behind there's this decision. right. right. 
You watched the press conference, by the way? Don't even, please. I watched that this morning because the view was preempted, uh-huh. and I could not believe. I was tweeting some some of the things, the CNN thing with him asking the and him asking the the black woman journalist from PBS, mm-hmm. telling her that she asked a racist, racist question <laughs> because she asked him how does he sleep at night aligning himself with white nationalists and he he was cutting everyone off yeah it was a shit show the energy was contentious it was just awful i miss half the wind because of that uh, they didn't show the view at all because after the uh press conference it was nancy pelosi speaking for about an hour well so um moving on rebel fucking whoops <laughs> Woo child! Rebel got de-ragged, not dragged, but de-ragged mm-hmm. on Twitter uh, this week because, okay, from my understanding, Rebel appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres show and made mention that she's the first plus-sized woman to star in a rom-com. Twitter was quick to point out that other <laughs> plus-sized actresses, such as Ricky Lake, Monique, my good sister Monique, and Queen Latifah have starred in rom-coms. Wilson defended her comment with tweets of her own. Quote, Yeah, I of course know of these women, I mean, know of these movies, but it was questionable as to whether, one, technically those actresses were plus size when they were filming those movies, or two, technically those films are categorized slash billed as a studio rom-com with a sole lead. Goodbye. That's what her ass tweeted. And so she t- uh, finished that up by saying, so there's a slight gray area. Lord, why does she tweet that? Because guess who responded? Our good sister Monique. Who? Oh, okay. And guess how Monique, I'm going to read you Monique's tweet, but it's so funny how it mm-hmm. starts out. Yeah. Hey, my sweet sister. Not the tone. Let's please not allow this business to erase our talent with giving gray areas and technicalities. Take a moment and know the history. Don't be a part of erasing it. That's in all caps. Mm-hmm. I wish you the best. So Monique's shade in that, to me, was the part about <laughs> let's please not allow this business to erase our talent with giving gray areas and technicalities. Right. Because Rebel's initial tweet was technically, right. and there's a gray, there's a gray area. area. Like, Gnosis. So Wilson responded to Monique by tweeting that it was, quote, never my intention to erase anyone else's achievements, and I adore you and Queen Latifah so, so much. I support all plus-size ladies and everything positive we're doing together. Now, the dragging also commenced because Rebel was literally blocking everyone. Everyone. People who weren't even, quote-unquote, being mean to her, who were just asking her to be accountable. accountable, right. (laughs) And it's okay to be wrong. We talk about this all the time on social media and within these climates, I have no issue. Me, for one, personally, I have no issue retru- uh, retreating or, right. or receding. Or to a different yeah, point of view. or receding and being like, you know what, maybe... Because you're not always going to get it right. I always say that. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to always get it right. You not. No one is ever always going to get it right. We That's perfect. just right. Common and sense. you have to be okay with that. But Twitter has given people um, a false gassing of the ego mm-hmm. where you think that you know just because you study a particular particular subject or what well, it, it could you be got a, something in your bio that has credentials yeah like, you got nah. the blue or the blue check mark right you can never be wrong so she was blocking people and still getting dragged now from what i saw in my timeline she started unblocking people but the only people that she unblocked were negroes with blue check marks <laughs> 
So it's regular degular folks. What one gonna get unblocked? I think one of the best parts of being like involved in black. I think me and you are both pretty much involved with black Twitter. Like the people who are yeah. the head honchers are like in it. So it seemed like your friends retweeting like screenshots of rebel blocking right. them. There was like a hashtag. Yeah, had the block party. Attached. It was hilarious. Rebel, get it together. And I thought it was important to remind people that Rebel, even though a lot of her roles, you may think that she's a smooth 27 to 33. Rebel is, I don't know her exact How age. How old is she? I'm going to look it up. Keep talking. Look it up real quick. But Rebel ain't no spring chicken. That's the point that I'm trying but to make. But who's her publicist? That's my question. Well, they ended up cleaning it up because ultimately she went through an unblocked, like I said, the blue check Negroes. And she ended up tweeting, like, some lengthy apology about how she got it wrong. Rebel Wilson was born March 2nd, 1980. She is 38 years old. She's Australian, too. Yeah, I knew she was Australian. I didn't know that. Well, she's 38. Still no spring chicken. Um, So, yeah, that's that on that. Rebel girl, get it together. And we have to be so clear. You cannot make statements proclaiming. Like, that was such a bold statement to make. Right. Like, that was that's so old. Doesn't, like, who's her publicist? I'm not sure, like, that's something that you have to run by something. Like, do even your research. Still, even still, it was unnecessary. Because if she were the first plus-size girl in a rom-com, let someone, let a journalist right, make that error. Right. Error. Or not even give you that credential. Or that's that, what I'm saying. Yeah. Let a blog or mm-hmm. a news outlet make that error. You say thank you. For with her making that error, she ended up with double the egg on her face. Right. Because you were talking out of school and you were wrong. Let's Are you going to see on. the movie? Um, no. What movie is it? The uh, old uh, a rom- it's a romance? No, no. Like I'm not interested in Rebel Wilson. Um, to me, she had her moment. When mm. She was in Bridesmaids and things yeah. like that. And remember, ABC had given her a show and it didn't do well. Mm-hmm. She had a scripted show on ABC um, that was kind of loosely based. You know how her and like Melissa McCarthy play those yeah. same kind of awkward plus size mm-hmm. white woman characters. Um, and it didn't do well. Rebel Wilson just overall does not interest me as a person, same. as a talent. So no, I'm not, I'm not. I haven't been to the movies in so long, child. I still hadn't seen seen A Star Is Born. I hadn't seen Tiffany Haddish and Whoopi's new movie. I hadn't seen anything. I heard anything. it's really bad. Really? It has really, really bad reviews. He shot it in 10 days, just like he did Acrimony. Right. And Acrimony had I thought they shot it in four too. days. No, I think it was oh, like 10? 7 to 10. Still, yeah. not enough time. Oh, Maybe no. just spit Oh, that sucks. That's Amber Riley's first movie, and I really like her. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Tyler Perry is that he will like write a script like overnight and then and do film the movie it in ten days with just no time to like as if he doesn't have the budget. But you know what? You also have to pay the actors for their time. That might be it because he's recruiting these big names: mm-hmm. Oprah, Felicia Rashad, Whoopi Goldberg. Like recruiting these big names, and so it's like, yeah, I can't afford to pay y'all for a two month I mean, schedule. Georgia taxes. So we gonna do uh, ten days. No, oh, no. So Angela. Angela who? Black China? I heard no. she had a song come out this week. What? Yeah, I, I didn't listen that. to it. Y'all don't pay attention to her. No, I don't. Are you talking about Angela Renee Kardashian? No, Simmons. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so oh. um, R.I.P. to her ex-fiance slash father of her child. Thank you for saying that because I've what? noticed this rhetoric uh, with TNZ and a few other news outlets that's just saying like Angela's baby daddy. Kind of like what they do with Solange. They say her baby mm-hmm. daddy fight like Daniel That's is her ex husband. Right. And in this case, this guy uh, was Angela's ex fiance. Right. He's so much more. And just to frame it like baby daddy, because TMZ and other outlets don't do that with white women. Mm-mm. So just be Angela Simmons' baby daddy. But go no. ahead. No, that was her past lover. 
Um, but he was actually uh, murdered um, this past week. So Michael Williams of Atlanta handed himself over. So that's the person who actually um, is allegedly killed him. He handed himself over. It was Michael Williams and handed himself over in Atlanta on Wednesday around 4.30 p.m. according to TMZ. Uh, local authorities charged him with murder for the November 3rd drive-by shooting, which left 37-year-old Sutton Tennyson dead outside mm. of his home. Mm. So he and Simmons, um, who had the daughter, who is the daughter of Revan Run and Run DMC, from Run DMC, and stars on uh, Growing Up in Hollywood. Have you seen, Growing Up Hip Hop? Excuse me. Have you seen the show? Growing Up Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen both like uh, franchises now. Yeah. I prefer Atlanta over LA, like I do with most shows. Yeah, yeah. So their son is actually is actually a junior. Um, he's two years old. Oh. Yeah. So R.I.P. to Mister um, Tennyson, and I hope Angela Simmons and the rest of the family are doing well and holding up. Right. Also, just so we can speed this up, because I'm tired of the bulletin board. But really quickly, <laughs> the Spice Girls announced a tour. I don't know if I if I'm gonna go. I've never been well, to the UK, only in the UK. But that's what I'm saying. I've never been to the UK. You mm-hmm. know, everybody knows that listens to this, to this damn show that I am now a passport shoddy. Hey. Hashtag passport shoddy. Come on, International Bay. The tour kicks off June 1st of next year. There's plenty of time for pe- uh, planning and to see the Spice Girls in mm-hmm. their stomping grounds. What? And Wembley, where Beyonce had her yes, first DVD. I remember. I, that was a stocking stuffer um, back in the day. Oh yes. And now Posh won't be with them. What do you mm. think about that? You know what? I think Posh doesn't, you know, I'm not going to say she doesn't deliver, but like if there's anybody that's going to be left out, I'd rather it be her. Same. I was talking to people about this earlier and I said, you know what? Victoria was my favorite. My yeah. favorite when I was I in fourth that. grade. I, we saw each other. Like, I was standing for her when she was Victoria Adams. Fuck a Becca. Mm-hmm. Victoria Adams. Adams. Posh Spice. And, um, you know, she does it. She was there for the aesthetic. She yeah. wasn't there for the vocal. Mm-hmm. Now, the trouble for them uh, would have been if Baby or Sporty wouldn't have joined. Because well, literally... Well, vocals. Well, Baby does, too. Mm-hmm. All of their, their songs are framed. All of the hooks and choruses are framed around either Baby or Sporty's voice. Mm-hmm. So if one of them had not agreed... The Spice Girls would have been sold up the river. Right. Because those are the... And, and if we're keeping it 100, Baby and Sporty are the singers. Right. Scary, the Chazé. I was going to say, Scary and, and Ginger <laughs> don't really add much Mm-mm. vocally. They got... But they got more than what Victoria has as far right. as stage presence exactly. and delivering and things. So the Spice Girls are doing six stadium stops in the UK, June mm. 1st. I think tickets are on sale now. Look it up if you want to go. I might be in that thing. Me and PP talked about it briefly. I talked with him about it as well. Are we going? I don't listen. I don't know. Call up TT. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just get a row. Um, Kenya Moore delivered oh, her God. had her baby. Congrats. By the way, when we were talking about Real Housewives last week, I didn't realize that the premiere was this past Sunday. I thought that it was going to be more so Thanksgiving. I didn't mm-hmm. realize it was this past Sunday. Like so. That's when Kenya had her baby, ironically, for her not to right. be on the cast. So the baby's name, um, well, the baby was born November 4th at 9.39 a.m. and weighed 5 pounds and 12 ounces. The baby that's is small. named Brooklyn Doris Daly. Brooklyn, because that's where Kenya and her husband Mark fell in love. And Doris, after Kenya's grandmother, who passed away last year, who also raised Kenya, because we know Kenya's relationship with her mama. Mm-hmm. Um, or Ain't lack good. thereof. Right. So, congratulations to Kenya and Mark. Um, also, last topic: Idris Elba 
people's sexiest man. Yum. They got it right. Yum. They got it right. Because what last year was that American Idol judge? It was Blake Shelton. And he made jokes about Gwen, it himself. Gwen's man. Yeah. Gwen Stefani's man. Ooh. Also, there's rumors swirling because Usher showed up at Diddy's um, birthday party, 49th birthday party with Evelyn Lozada's yeah. daughter on his arm. What's the age difference with that? I don't know. I don't care to look at it. Look at Usher. Usher's even. old now. Yeah, and Shanice is pretty young. Um, but I don't know if they're dating. I just didn't like the rhetoric. When I posted this story, some people were like, the build a whore comment from the show. And I'm like, damn, can the girl build a date? Whore. Because Jackie Christie, last season on Basketball right. Wives, her and Evelyn got into it because uh-huh. she called Evelyn's daughter. One of the reasons is because she called Evelyn's daughter a build a whore. Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, can't the girl go on a date without being billed as a whore? Right. Dang, y'all. The misogyny is jumping out. Usher's 40. And Shanice is in her early 20s, so it's about a, a 20-year difference. I ain't mad. Um, are we ready to move on? Yep, let's get into this Flashback Friday. All right. So, I posted on my IG page, actually kind of a spinoff of my topic from last week, um, kind of discussing what Jade was saying about her past relationship and kind of what each of them gained after that kind of helped propel them as individuals outside the relationship. So I posted on my IG page, what is a valuable takeaway that you've learned from an ex? Um, and so... Thank you, next! <laughs> right. So also the time with Ariana Grande, a.k.a. Ponytail. Um, so <laughs> I, will, I kind of framed it as like a takeaway versus a lesson because I don't feel to like look at it in a negative way. But people did. Um, so when I got uh, two aggressive of personalities, course, that's the right? So two aggressive personalities simply won't work. Um, don't ignore the red flags; it's not a joke. Uh, leave at the first sign of bullshit. Time is precious. Listen carefully. Uh, not to tr- do not trust bald bearded men. <laughs> Shout out to Philly. Um, I know there's a look up there. So let me see. If he lies for a living, he'll lie to you. And always Duh. trusting your first feeling. Um, All of these kind of have the same sentiment. Yeah. Um, someone asked how not to break up with somebody. So I don't know. I wanted to ask more. Like, was it a text or like, uh, maybe they found out in, Ooh, on child. Facebook message? I don't know. The Geppetto. Uh, niggas ain't shit. Laugh my ass off. Crying face. Uh, woohoo, child. Are you ready for this list? And finally, in the words of Kaylani, Niggas gonna always, niggas gonna always be niggas. Niggas gonna always be niggas. But the last part was even if they're femme gays. Oh wow! (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty then. Alright. So that's this week's flashback Friday. Again, we love responses and feedback, so give us them all, por favor. Alright, let's move on to the corner. And now it's time for the LGBT corner. This week's LGBT corner goes out to Massachusetts, who voted Thursday to uphold a state law that forbids discrimination based on gender identity in public places. Uh, I think this was, I don't know if it's Prop 3 or Question 3, but it asked voters if they wanted to keep the law that protects transgender people in public places, such as hotels, stores, restaurants, theaters, sports facilities, and hospitals. A no vote on question three, would have repealed the law signed in the law that was signed in July 2016. With the yes vote, 
people can use bathrooms and other public facilities consistent with their gender identity. So I know that Laverne had her ass up there um, campaigning for this. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so glad. Massachusetts, thank you for making the right decision um, because hashtag won't be erased. Trans people will not be erased. And honey, we don't have time for the mess. Yeah. Massachusetts is actually pretty progressive. Yeah, no, no, I know. But you know what? In in this current socio-political climate, Mm -hmm. you can't trust nobody. No one. So it would not have surprised me if this would have swung the other way. But I'm so glad that um, it didn't. And I'm glad that trans people in Massachusetts can do what they need to do safely. Amen. So let's get into the first topic. So my topic is about drunk confessions. Jesus. I wish we would have had a guest for this one, but oh well. So I recently revisited, you know, you all know that Kiss and Tell was on hiatus this summer after our KT100 show. And while we were on hiatus, Owen was airing Love Is, the story of Mara and Salim Akil. Mm. Um, And I recently revisited one of my favorite episodes. It's a pivotal one, episode five. Okay. And in that episode, um, on the first evening, so Nuri is the main character, for those of you who don't know, and Yasir is the fuck nigga that's trying to pursue her that we've all had. Well, some people love Yasir. Some people hate him. But in this episode, uh, Nuri is on the fence. Like, her and Yasir have not made it official, and she's dating one of her co-workers named Keith as well. Like, mm. so Pretty skin, by the way. Yes. On the first evening of Nuri and Keith's ski trip with his friends, Keith ends up completely inebriated thanks to a potent mix of champagne and magic mushrooms. <laughs> After the friends retire to their rooms, Nuri, who declined the psychedelics, is alone with a very drunk and high Keith, who strips nude and makes a pass at her. Nuri rejects him, revealing how much she likes Yasir, and Keith collapses in a flood of tears, confessing that he, too, has feelings for someone else. Mm. His fraternity brother, Todd. Jesus. Now, before we, Jason and I jump into this topic, I am going to play the clip for you all. It's going to be audio. But I want to kind of, you know, help paint a picture for the listeners, for those of you who have not seen the show, so that you can get in. Oh my God, what are you doing? Come on. Hey, that fire was talking to me. Did you hear it? No, I didn't hear it. Well, that's too bad, because it was saying some interesting stuff. I can't wait for you to share it, but not right now. Oh, it's hot. Aren't you hot? I'm hot. Get up. Shouldn't you keep your clothes on? What if someone comes out? We all got bodies. Let them see. We all got bodies. You don't want to leave like a little, a a little for the imagination? No. Oh, Oh, that's nice. Why don't you just go the full Monty? Yeah, my feet are cold. That's not the only thing. Uh, Papa Boo is feeling hot. We've established that. Aren't you hot? Nope. Well, no. You don't want Stop. Some? No. You don't want? Oh, you don't want me? No. I knew it. Keith. You're drunk and you're high and you're in the living room naked. What? 
Oh. That's Todd and Karen. <laughs> oh. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, Maybe we should, though. It's not good. We it's should. It's not a good idea. Why not? Listen, stop. You know that guy that you saw me with? Come on. He's someone that I like a lot. Like a lot, a lot. So, while I appreciate the invitation, I can't have sex with you. Hey. Whoa. Um. We can still be friends. So, you're drunk, you're high. So, let me get you some water so that you can calm down and You know, I thought you were the perfect girl for me. You're the right fit for our crew. You're, you're beautiful, you're smart, you're funny. And always unavailable. I'm really sorry if I led you to believe that there was something there that wasn't. I try to be everything. I try to, I go to church. I'm a successful black executive in Hollywood. I try so hard to be everything. While avoiding the one thing I really am. Don't worry, Keith. You'll find the right girl. I like Todd. Nur, I'm gay. Karen is a lucky girl. You know it sucks about love. Even when you find it, you can't always have it. <laughs> you know what sucks about love, Jace? Tell me. Even when you find it, you can't always have it. Ooh, ooh. That hit my core a little bit. Oh, yes. So, <laughs> what I failed to mention with that clip is um, that Nuri was on a ski trip with Keith's friends with none of her. Like, she was solo with this dude. And, the balls. Right. And um, the sex noises that you all heard were was Todd and Karen, who are a couple, they were having sex because everybody was drunk and on shrooms. And uh, baby Keith was trying to listen because he was trying to live vicariously through Karen getting yammed by her man Ooh. who Keith has a crush on. Are we following? Are you following? I'm following. I'm early so, episode. So, pivotal. Pivotal. So uh, we just heard him confess to Nuri that he is gay and that he has feelings for his friend Todd. Now later on in the series, uh, when Nuri kind of lightweight confronts him. She doesn't fully confront him, right. but kind of lightweight. It's kind of like a, it's okay, like, you know. He doesn't know what she's talking mm -hmm. about. So, Trash. have you ever been, and it could, he could have been either lying or telling the truth, because I know that I've been in situations where I have gotten so sloshed 
that I don't always remember everything that I said or everything that I did. And that's true. That, that's not... But he deliberately said, like, oh, I was joking or something like that. Because she Oh, yes, out. I remember. I remember. she was like, that, that's your game. He's like, oh, no. I was just that playing was just about that. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So, my question to you, Jace, is have you ever had a moment where you've had a drunk confession that you later regretted? Or have you been in Nuri's shoes where someone, where you've been nursing someone or taking care of a friend or something and they have been under the influence and said something that was like, wow. Um, (laughs) Yeah, actually I have two short stories. Um, So one of them is when I was drunk and it wasn't a confession, but it was... Um, it was a story, basically, I was talking to a girl, um, and at the time, my roommate, she came over to my house, and she did not come over for me, even though that we were dating at the time. Not dating, we were talking. We were entertaining each other. And I walked, I got home, and she was on a couch with my roommate. Who's a guy? Who's a guy. Okay. And so, I was just kind of confused and thought it was shady, and so, and I never brought it up to him. And so, later on, because he was also talking to her friend, so it was kind of, right, so it was kind of bizarre, because I met her through, it was just a lot of things going on, That and at the time, I wasn't as vocal um, with anything. I was, but it was very filtered. Um, And so, one night when I got sloppy, pissy, drunk, I went and told her friend that Ooh, my roommate was fucking her and blah, 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 oh, blah, blah. Oh, Yeah, it was, ooh. That's low. Yeah, it was low. But, I mean, at the same time, like, he was kind of That dirty. was an R&B Divas Atlanta reference and a soul food reference. You missed yeah, it, Yeah, you, though. you, uh, cut in the face. Yeah, but that's low was key. key. Oh, that's low. When Selena Johnson delivered that nasty read to take my uh, black card away from me, when she said, "With them knock ass knees and them black ass gums, thank you and good night." That's that's low. low. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead with your story. Um, So you got messed up. I got messed up up telling and and up telling, which was a lie because they didn't have sex that I know of. But I said that yo, yo, so and so is fucking my girl. And you know, check your dude because that's what's going on. Granted, I had no idea if, if that ever you happened. Right, right. I, was, <laughs> I wasn't right, and I actually apologized after that because was there like any type of big blow up confrontation or? Um, I remember having the conversation with the girl that my roommate was talking to or sleeping with, actually, because they were sleeping together. That's what made it that much more messy. Um, and so I remember. Her asking, like, are you lying to me? And then I was just like, you know what? I am lying, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, when you got to elaborate, that's going to sober you up. Right, right. And so I remember having that conversation. I actually took a break. This was in college. And I took a break for about a month from drinking just because I was like, all right, this is like a little bit of a wake-up call for me to, like, not fall victim, put myself in a position where I'm saying things that I do not mean that are hurting people. Mm. And I never that wanted was big to be of you to in that position. That. Yeah. And I was only like maybe twenty, twenty one. Mm-hmm. And so like I remember that happened specifically that's the first time I actually took a break from drinking since I was like fourteen years old. Um and so my other story I do have is I was actually talking to a guy and this is at a time that I um I was nineteen or so and the guy I was dating was 
about to graduate from college. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of in that phase, like, oh, you know, this is a phase, you know, you're fine, we have sex, but like, I don't see this going anywhere because I'm going to end up with a woman. That whole phase of my life. And I remember one night... You were a piece of work. I right? was. No, and, and guess what? And I did the work to get trying on today. Um, take no kids. And so I remember one night, because he was about to graduate, he got high and drunk and pretty much confessed his love to me and was just like, fuck you, like... I'm so mad at you because I care about you so much and we've been doing this for so long, but you can't, you know, look within yourself to realize, like, the potential that we do have. Mm-hmm. And I remember the next day he did not remember. I never told him that, um, too. I never told him that he told me that when he was fucked up. I just kind of let it go. So those are my two stories that kind of came to light. Can light. relate yeah, to, relate to the nerd. For me, I what I instantly thought of was my sophomore year in undergrad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very rare that I have gotten like inebriated and not remembered things. Like I have a pretty good memory that now there might be certain details and nuances that mm-hmm. I don't remember. Like you don't black out. Someone you brown out. No, I don't even brown out. Oh, okay. But it might be something like I remember I said something to someone, but they remember the tone in which I said it, which Mm, I may not remember. Got you. So it's been stuff like that. But there was one time in undergrad where I was the key, and I told a classmate at a party that I liked him. Mind you, I don't remember this. And even when I do, when I have gotten drunk and have been texting or in communication with guys that I have not been transparent with, the transparency is the sobering. Thing. So I've never, mm. I've never been able to spill my guts out or tell the tea because the thought of it right sobers you up. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So hold on, hold on. Yes, it's like I would need a few more shots to right. see that through. Um. So, but he wasn't interested in me back. He just was like, you know, I just look at you as a friend or whatever. But the thing is, when we had this conversation, it was like a week later. <laughs> So the the alcohol couldn't take away the sting of rejection, right? Because that was, part it was very sobering. Because mm-hmm. I was sober, right? And he he felt it necessary to have a conversation with me in order for us to move on because we were like in the same groups and doing stuff like in that class. He was in my psychology class. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Doctor Montgomery. Um, but, so you remember having a conversation with him, but like yes, when you sobered up, but the conf- how did you feel? But confessing, uh-huh. telling him that I liked him, I have no recollection of. Oh. It. But I remember I was hissy drunk. Having a conversation with him. Yes. I Actually, I don't even remember having a conversation with him. I remember seeing him. Jesus. I don't. <laughs> I don't. drinking four locos? It was probably like some 99 peaches or something, like some Ooh. schnapps. You know back in them days. 99 bananas. Pucker vodka. Yeah. Like back in those UV days. UV blue. Mm-hmm. No, I wasn't a UV girl. I liked pucker. I liked burnets. I drank a ball of UV blue one time. The bottom shelf of the girls. Mm-hmm. Plastic. So that was my experience as far as confessing. Now, as far as someone confessing things to me, that's happened plenty of times. But what I've mm. noticed when I was thinking about this topic is that oftentimes when people get drunk or are under the influence and tell me things, nine times out of ten it has nothing to do with me. They talking really? about oh somebody a, else. Yes, mm. they're seeking my counsel oh, or God. wanting me <laughs> to weigh in on something. But I did have a friend of mine. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Not the lab. <laughs> what? 
What's I, the story? No, it's nothing. It's, it's, niggas, it's obviously something. Because <laughs> niggas go nig. So I had a friend of mine. Um, we were drinking at his house and um, engaging in some things. You know, we had some 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 of the devil's grass. Oh, and drinking ganja. And he kissed me. Oh, a friend. This is a friend of mine. Okay, well, still he's a associate. He's an associate. Okay. Uh, and he kissed me, and it was unexpected. Um, but it opened a can of worms for sure. While drunk or while you got sober? No, this is what uh, inebriated. Okay. We were like messed up. The conversation was going. Mm-hmm. Music's playing. Were the can of worms physical? No. Okay. No. Valid question. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what are these cans of worms? Were they gummy worms? I don't want to get into they... That's not my question. Sweet or sour? I'm, I am. That's my question, though. I am answering my we topic. We love a subtopic. <laughs> We're not going on a tangent today. Thank Who you. is this? Um, that's. Do I know him? Uh, we're not going to go into okay. that. But yeah, so he it just ended up like I said, we were having conversation. Music's pumping in the background. What kind of music? Um, it was like it, jazz or hip hop. It was it was some some oh. hip hop. It wasn't jazz. It wasn't mature. It was like some Frank and some stuff. And oh, some, you know, like Get the you new in the age, SZA mm-hmm. and the girls. Um, Good riding music. But yeah, before I knew it, like we were sitting in silence, and he just leaned over and his tongue was in my mouth. Did you like it? Um, it took me a minute to process what was going on. Mm. I did like it at the okay. beginning, but like I said, that opened up a can, a can of the worms. This laugh has so many so, words between the lines. I don't know. You know, I always get attacked for my, my laugh when I'm telling Your stories. nervous laugh? <laughs> it's it's <a> nervous <laughs> laugh. Yes, Char. It's not a nervous laugh. I'm not, I don't have anything to be nervous about. Okay. I just, I've been drinking. Cut me some slack. Okay. I've been drinking tonight. But, so, um, yeah. Um, yeah. That's that on that. That's my answer to, so I've been, I too have mm-hmm. been on both ends. I have been Nuri and I have been um, Keith. Yeah. But I've more so been in Nuri's shoes as far as people running, like, off the gamut. I've gotten pulled off to the side in the club. Yeah. With with people, you know, telling me stuff. Well, or, you know, I've had people, like, compliment me and say yeah. things that they would normally mm-hmm. never say. Or, you know, the I'll hug just, is a little too long and things like that. I was just about to I'm going to say, a lot of times in clubs, especially now that I'm more visible like with kiss and tell and other things people have a lot of things to say to me that i don't know if there's fragile masculinity or just like what but people just get really like personal and grateful mm-hmm. while they're drunk and in the club with me now let me ask you this just as a quick follow-up because we got to move on mm-hmm. um has anyone ever confessed something to you that's like a bombshell that could be detrimental like something just left field not on no OJ stuff, but like something just crazy that um, you feel compelled that you have to tell parties involved or something. Um, not while drunk. No. Okay. I feel like if someone has said something to me, it's conscious. Okay. Um, but not while drunk. Okay. Yeah, no one's ever really told me any groundbreaking. Yeah. Like, earth-shattering. Like, kind of what Keith did. Well, it's well oof. actually, I, now that I think about it, there was one time where my friend 
um, told me that one of our other friends was cheating on his boyfriend Ooh. with our other friend while I was there in a the situation. Like, it was just a lot. And he's like, did you know that I found out that blah, blah, blah? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that is none of my business. I want no part. I want no parts. Mm-hmm. Hard reset. Mm-mm. All right, let's move on. So, um, did you see the video of the student-teacher altercation that happened in so Oh, yes. You know I did. Yeah. You know I did. And he, um, they've raised a lot of money for the teacher. Yeah. I'm team teacher, by the way. Yeah, I am too. Um, so basically my topic, so basically if you guys don't know, I haven't seen the video, there was a confrontation that was verbal, mostly from the student. About the dress code. About the dress code. The dress code and the student was a freshman. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, Wendy did a great recap on this. What I did not know is that the teacher was jumped the year prior by three students Uh to the point where he was in the fetal position as they're kicking his head and stuff. So he's fed up. This student gets to calling him all different types of profanities and the N-word. And the N-word, right. And it pushed him over the edge. Right. It pushed him over the edge. Um, And so... My question, and then he ended up throwing a basketball at the teacher, which, you know, Ooh. moments later, the teacher swung on Teacher him. went ape shit. It was viral um, on Twitter, and then, of course, the news edited it. Right, right, right. But right. I saw it all up and down my Twitter timeline. Mm. I had no idea that it was California at first. Yeah, I had no idea either. I imagined it was somewhere in the Midwest or the South, honestly. Because that's where all the problematic people are. That is a damn lie. Um, <laughs> so, my question actually kind of goes into... Uh, physical and emotional abuse. Because there has been times, um, I guess, that I've spoken to people who feel like they have been cornered to a point verbally that all they could do was physically react. Mm, okay. Because they they didn't have the vernacular or the words. I was about to, to say, there's so. uh, typically there's ways you can wiggle out of that that don't resort to violence. Right. Um, and so, but. Obviously, society looks on physical violence um, as more worse than yes. emotional. I believe that's abuse. because you can see the physical scars. You can't see the, the emotional and mental right, scars. Right, but you right. can physically see a black eye. Right. Um, so, have you ever... Do you think they should be treated equally? Like, for in the case of the teacher, should the student be charged for verbally abusing yep. the teacher? I think that it depends on certain regards. In, in my personal experience and through conversation, I found that the emotional scars last way longer than the physical ones. Mm-hmm. The physical ones a lot of times can trigger a lot of like trauma. They have a lot of trauma. I mean, not saying that the emotional ones w- won't, but I think what I'm trying to say is that the emotional ones, typically you have to... It takes 10 times longer and ten times more effort right. for them to heal mm-hmm. versus rubbing your mederma on your right. arm and, and closing that scar up, that physical scar, that emotional wound. It, it, it takes some ironing out. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I definitely agree with that too. And I never, I didn't really understand that until I had a conversation with someone who knew he didn't have like the words, and he would fight with his fists. Yeah, and he I knew, was always I knew someone like yeah, that. and he was always verbally attacked and abused, whether it be by his parents or friends or the school bullying. It's learned behavior a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. And so I always, I was an advocate for like not hitting somebody for the longest time. But when he explained that, 
and also like the trauma that comes with verbal abuse. Because I've had, I've been verbally abused before several times. Yeah, and then childhood bully—that's verbal abuse, (laughs) right? And that's just a lot of unpacking to do. Um, But I don't know. Do you feel like there should be like an actual like law against verbal abuse or bullying? Well. Like how, do you, how do you kind there's, of... I feel like there's really no real way that we can gauge it because it's subjective. Right. What you may view as verbal abuse, I may not. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the individual who who's on the receiving end to determine if it's no sweat off my back or if I'm affected by this. But you sometimes you can't determine if you're affected by it till years later, months later, mm-hmm. weeks later. It could be something that you think went in one ear and out the other. And then years later, someone says a trigger and you're immediately back right. in that moment from right. years prior. Which has happened to me. So I feel like the the complication in this is that there's no way that we can regulate it. Right. Physical abuse can be regulated mm-hmm. because you can see the scars. Like mm-hmm. I said, emotional abuse, there's li- literally no... Ca- it's a free-for-all. Because yeah. who's to say? Who's to make that final call? Yeah. Have you ever been in a position where you physically reacted to an emotional attack? Yeah. Verbal attack? Yeah. Verbal attack? Yeah. There yeah. have been times. Very rarely, though, mm-hmm. because growing up, I used my words. Like I can imagine Char running the kids for... Growing up, <laughs> and the teachers. And the teachers. Right. I felt challenged, absolutely. Like, I didn't act too much of a fool, because keep in mind, both of my parents are educators, and my mama didn't play that. But if I felt challenged, yes. Or if you approached me in a certain tone, mm-hmm. all rules were out the window. I didn't care that you were a teacher. Because now you're talking out the side of your neck to me, and I'm going to talk out the side of my neck to you. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to be that. That's just going to be that on that. Right. And so same with, with the student body. You know, I um, wasn't that much of a bully because... I mean, I wasn't being bullied, but I found that it would serve me best to just stay in my corner and mind my business, even though I was out there type A personality in clubs and front row center and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. For the most part, I just, I was the wing girl in a lot of stuff, like to my friend's drama or my friend's messes. And when I was younger, I used to contribute to it. Like if my friend got into it with somebody, we all into it with that person. (laughs) Like that was the mindset. Right. But I mean, I've grown out of that, but throughout my life, it's been more so fighting with um, words. It's been slicing and dicing with, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. Mm-hmm. I, I was not... I didn't see my parents physically fight, and I wasn't a physical fighter. My sisters aren't physical fight. Like, that's just not something that we were conditioned. Or, like, that's not how we learned through example right. or through conversation as a, as a conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Now, I saw it in school, of course, mm-hmm. and some of those were warranted, of mm-hmm. course. But And that's another thing. I don't think anyone ever did anything to me that warranted an ass whooping. Like, no one's ever pushed the limit with me that far. So, yeah, that's just not part of my 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 ministry. Yeah. Um, there's been a couple of times in a particular romantic relationship. And now, where, uh, really quickly, and now yeah. at 30 going on 31, I certainly won't be out here throwing bows. Mm-mm. 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 The time for that has passed. No. Nope. The, ti- the cap for that, I think, was 22. I give you a little leeway. Oh, that's good. 22? I think 22 is the last time you can have a fight, like a physical fight, and still have some sort of pride. Hmm. Really? Even if you're being emotionally abused? Well, I... See, here we go. Because it's subjective. Yeah. Um, But I'm talking about walk walk away with your head still. Right. Without people looking at you like you're crazy. (laughs) Right, right. I say 22 is the... Finding the McDonald's on the corner of Crenshaw and Adams. 
Um, so there's been a couple of times where I have been, oh, no, it's been a, mo- a couple of times where I've been, like, pushed to, like, physical altercations in romantic relationships. Ooh. Um, and that's hard to even, for me to even say, but yes, I have been part of that on both ends. Um, and it sucks. And I think also just being men, it's hard to, cause I didn't fight growing up as a kid mm-hmm. ever. Like no one was trying to, like I was kind of, I was very neutral and I was, I was skinny. So people really didn't like mess with me. And on top of that, I had a mouth on me and I, same, same, <laughs> so same. like people would say something to me and I'd be like, oh, I and like cut them down worse than a, a punch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's also in my adult life too. But there's been a couple of times, and I, I've, I've definitely um, just looking back and just even seeing cuts or seeing different like bruises from like fights with um, a certain boyfriend. That's another thing. I'm not a fan of scars and bruises on yeah. my body. I like a scarless body. Mm, flawless. I've always been like that. Even if Tad got too rough. Mm-hmm. Like I'm kidding. Red Rover at eight years old. I mean, I love things like soccer and Red Rover. Yeah. But if it got too too rough, no, I don't want to wear mm-hmm. those ugly bandages right. and nurse this. And I always had this fear of water hitting because I like hot showers. Water. Oh, hey, your scab. Yeah, like or hitting like a fresh wound, and you got to take the the bandage. Yeah. I, don't, mm, mm. <laughs> I just never been a fan of you know when that white stuff getting, starts foaming up on please, an open Jace, wound. Please, it's nasty. Please, when the peroxide yeah. bubbles up, it's so nasty. Mm-mm. But I just wasn't a fan of that. But I also do want to preface my last comment about being 22. Mm-hmm. has to be the cap. It depends on the circumstance. Yeah. Because if someone, you, if you someone were to that. walk up to me and spit in my face tonight on my way home, y'all going to see Char on the Channel 7 News throwing hands. It'll be on TMZ, like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so no, I think it sure. totally depends on the circumstance. But as far as, like, if you out here fighting on the regular, on some on some regular, regular every yeah. Thursday and Friday, I can't function without throwing bows. Yeah. yeah, I hope that I never end up in a fight. Definitely not with a significant other, because I've definitely, even if, I've, I've, there's been times where people have, like, hit me, and I've just sat, sat there and just, like, all right, I'm not going to. Really? Yeah. Because I was like, I'm not doing this again. Mm-hmm. Like, because if I start, then it's going to get even worse, and so I'm just Lisa saying, like, called and- right, and I, I don't <laughs> have any more time for that bullshit, and it's so. All, uh, it's all, to me, it's based in people not knowing when to, A, walk away. Yeah. Um, because a lot of what leads up to fights is antagonism. People saying yep. things to literally try to get to your Achilles heel. And once you let them know your weakness, that's it. All bets are off. They blah, 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 know, blah. They will forever know your, your trigger points. That's not saying let people flat out disrespect you. But sometimes it's best to just have them embarrass yeah. themselves yeah. by steadily trying to, quote unquote, get to you. And mm-hmm. you, like Beyonce, pay yeah. them dust. Pay them dust. On the elevator. Pay them best, so. The tea is exceptionally good today. <laughs> Who made this? Mmm, mm, very delicious. Hold on. So, since this week we do not have a guest, uh, we ask you guys to write in, like we usually do, um, askketradio at gmail.com. We're only going to do one today. We got one. Okay. Or do you want to do two? 
No, we can do one because this episode is one fifteen already. Good I think. <laughs> okay, we just talking. There's not an extra person here, uh, right? I was thinking this is going to be forty five <laughs> right. minutes. This is, we got an easy week. No, no. Um, let's just do one question. So I'm actually going to let Shaw read this email that we got because I read it earlier and cracked up. And so this is fresh eyes. Um, and a fresh oh read. Lord. Oh Lord! <laughs> All right. So this, I'm going to keep this person anonymous, I guess. Do they want Yes, okay. anonymous. Okay. Oh, they signed it under a different name. Okay. Hey, Char and Jace. Last week I was at Equinox and saw the Foinest. They put Foinest, F-O-I-N-E-S-T. So the Foinest specimen my eyes have laid upon. He had gorgeous eyes, endearing glutes. Oh, and a smile that could soothe a crying baby. It may have been the pre-workout or the adrenaline from the elliptical, but I was so hot and bothered I had to walk out to my car and rub one out. <laughs> he was that fine. That in all caps. Oh my God. Do I have a problem? <laughs> This is the first time this has ever happened, and I was too shy to speak to him. I know it would go south, so I'd rather handle my desires in the privacy of my own coop. Please don't read my email address. I don't want people to know. Love you guys. Been a fan for years. Love, Mr. Handyman Can. Wow. Wow. So, so the overall question is, do I have a problem? Do I have a problem? Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to? Um, I'll let you go first. Ladies first. Take the lead. Um, okay. So you saw somebody that was so fine. Instead of approaching them, you decided to excuse yourself to your car and and do what you had to do. Uh, what was it called? Manual labor. Manual you decided labor. To, to do some manual labor. Shout out to the love, Jace. Um, personally, I don't think you have a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't think that, I don't think that this, this person has a problem. Now, if this were a regular occurrence, <laughs> you might have a problem. Um, I know that eyes, just speaking for me, I've never... I know I've seen some drop-dead gorgeous people, especially out here in Los Angeles, but I've never felt that compelled. But like he said, the adrenaline or the pre-workout or what, what have you, or the testosterone, um, I've never felt compelled to go take care of myself because somebody was so fine. Um that is hilarious to me. However, um, yeah, all in all, I don't think you have a problem. Now, if this, like I said, if this were an everyday occurrence or something that you did more than once, I would suggest reaching, Googling a support group or talking to somebody. <laughs> but this one time, this would be something that I have to journal about and I'd have to really sit with. Because mm-hmm. how do you even... I'm trying to think what was going through his mind. Like, I have to get out of this gym and excuse myself to my vehicle right, right. now. Because my prostate is full. Okay, Jace. Um, okay. Do I think that you have a problem? No, I do not. Like Shar, I feel like this story is quite hilarious. Um, but no, if it if this an addiction thing, I think you should go talk to him. Because have you ever had someone come up to you and be like, "Hey, I jacked off to you before"? No, no one really. No one has ever told. I don't, Jace. Uh, 
first of all, they're scared to tell you. I'll tell say, you because they have. I'll, I'll tell you that. First much. of all, <laughs> you and I are different people, so the odds of someone coming up to you saying that are, are significantly greater. True. Than someone coming up to me and saying that. Facts. Yeah, I've Be had a clear. couple people come up to me and tell me that they have indeed pleasure. How do you themselves. respond to that? Thank you. I remember the first time it happened to me. I was probably like nineteen. What the hell? And I was just like, huh? Uh, okay. But then after Were they while, drunk when they said it? Were they off nope, some No, they shrooms? were sober. <laughs> sober <laughs> as a pee. Um, but after a while, you just kind of like, okay, thank you. I mean, what what else do you... Right. I mean, I think that if you approach this man, if you find it in your heart or in your testes to approach this man, um, don't mention this incident. But just, get the real deal. I mean, yeah, it's nothing wrong in saying hi, gauge him, see what he's like, you know? See if he's friendly. Is is he an unfriendly hottie, or is he someone that you, that seems like they cool? Or they could be dumb as bricks. And then take, yeah, that too. And then take it from there. But I do think that because what if you run into him again? Are you going to feel compelled every time you see this guy at the gym to run out to your car? And what if security cameras are kept? Right. Like you just don't Ooh. know. It's safer just to say hi to him or try to talk to not try to talk to him, but just you know say hi to him instead of. Catching, uh, you know, being on the, the sex offenders registry right. because... And where are you putting the nut? You got okay. wipes in your car? Chipotle napkins? Thank you for writing in. Send you all questions. What's the email? AskKATRadio at gmail.com. A-S-K-K-A-T-Radio at gmail.com. Yes, keep those questions coming. Maybe next week we'll give answer to... I don't know. Jesus. Um, but yeah... Godspeed. Let's move on to the kudos. All right, time for the kiss and tell kudos. This week's KT kudos goes to both Empire on Fox and How to Get Away with Previously on How to Get Away with Murder <laughs> on ABC. Last week, both of the shows had storylines debunking the stigma surrounding HIV. Wow. Yeah, and I only I caught Empire because last week when we were with Jade, we recorded on a Tuesday. So on Wednesday, I was free. Like, right now, I'm missing American Horror Story and Star. So the lead-in to Star, of course, is Empire. Oh, and Green Movie. So, and I ended up watching, and Cookie was confronting Jamal's boyfriend, because Jamal's boyfriend is HIV positive, and she wants to protect, like, she was loud and wrong, but she was trying to protect Jamal. Um, so it was recently revealed, oh yeah, I just said that, because I, I put a paragraph with this. So, yeah, it's sparking di- uh, dialogue about stereotypes surrounding the virus and those infected. That's how this person wrote about it. Ways to protect yourself through conversations about PrEP. Mm-hmm. And Empire is showing how two people can put love above everything else in a relationship. It doesn't have to be defined by their sexual orientation or their HIV status. And then for How to Get Away with Murder, Oliver Hampton is the character's name, but he's played by Conrad Ricamora. He took a big step on last Thursday, well, the week before this one, episode of How to Get Away with Murder. He told his mom he was HIV positive. Um, Ricamora was quoted as saying, it's like coming out again. He said this in a video interview with Glad's Anthony Ramos. Glad worked as an advisor on the episode, introducing writers Two people living with HIV so they could hear their personal stories um, of telling family members that they were positive. The ABC and Shondaland drama first revealed Oliver tested positive for HIV in its first season when he and his now fiance Connor were first dating. He told Connor right away 
They kept it a secret from his family for years. However, that all changed in the We Can Find Him episode when he told his mom. So, yes, that's my kudos. Shout out. And, I, of course, it wasn't planned. Lee Daniels and Shonda Rhimes did not sit around and plan to have right. both of these episodes air in the same week. But I thought it was fantastic because we do have to, to end the stigma surrounding HIV. This isn't, you know, 1986 anymore. Child. And, you know, the, the kids are out here. The, the folks is out here thriving, living, and surviving. So right. um, Thriving, all caps. I dated multiple people who were HIV positive, And we had, I guess, well, not unprotected, but condomless sex. Statistically, I'm sure that I've dated, but they haven't told me. Mm-hmm. Like, when I think about, like, my past and things like that, statistically, yeah. I'm sure I have, there, there's some sprinkled in there, but they... But see, I was not having condomless sex. Right. So. Yeah, I was on PrEP, and they were undetectable on their medication as well. So, I mean, that's double whammy for safeguard. Did you know that um, Jake Falahi, Connor, the one who plays Connor, Mm -hmm. he's younger than us? No. Yeah, he's 20, he's about to be 30. Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Really? Yeah, those those acting scales are all over the place for those. There's people playing teenagers that are way older than us. He's cute. Yeah, they both are. So, yeah, that's the kudos, and dare I say, that's the show. That is week. the show. Yeah. Next week, we'll likely have a guest. Yeah, and we also have a new studio, too. It's fun. Oh, yeah, we're, we'll tell them about that later. Okay, well, yeah. Let's just wait. Let's mm-hmm. hold on our horses. Mm-hmm. Per usual, you can find Jace everywhere at Jace Barron across the board. And you can find me at Charcesso across the board. Be sure to weigh in on the Twitter and the social media using hashtag KAT Radio. Not hashtag KAT. Not hashtag KAT Networks. <laughs> hashtag KAT Radio. Um, and, I think and your new hashtag, too. Oh, yes. Life is a gag. Remember, if you come across... Any type of story that you think I'd be interested in seeing and you you could tag me or not, I'm going to check the, the hashtag all the damn time. But life is a gag. Be sure to utilize that. Even with plots with shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like 911 on Fox this past Monday oh. had a, a, a certain life is a gag. So, um, yeah. Do we have any more notes? We don't have any more yeah. notes. Yeah, I thank you guys for continuing to rate and subscribe. We're five yes. stars on iTunes. Thank you. And I've been I've I've peeped the comments mm-hmm. there. You guys are so sweet. We too kind. People. Almost too kind for Cheers. this messy, sloppy show. But anyway, we're gonna get out of here. It's late. I got American Horror Story, Greenleaf, and Star to catch up on all tonight. So uh yeah, until next week. I love us for real. Bye y'all. Bye.